three-point play for Easton Wiggins. Another three! Eight of nine! My goodness. It's cold and wet outside, but Wiggins is searing hot inside. Dub Nation, you're listening to Warriors Post Up with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. Andrew Wiggins puts on the headset. Nice enough to join us tonight. Tied your career high with eight threes, 36 points. And, you know, back-to-back wins. And, and Andrew, I think the last two nights just proved that it doesn't matter what the other team's record is or, you know, what they who they put on the floor. There's enough great players in this league. you got to fight for every win. Oh, for sure. You know, everyone gets paid to play this game. Um, in the NBA, everyone's good on every team. Uh, so no nights off, you know. And every given night, any team can win. Um, so you always got to stay, you know, competitive. Um, play your hard, though. I don't know if you know this about the top. You probably don't, obviously, because you're not studying the stat sheet like we do up here. But you guys launched 102 threes in the last two days. Oh, wow. That's a lot of threes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had 10 of them tonight. You made 8 of, eight of 10. As, as a player, do you know, do you have a, like an indicator or something where you go, okay, it's really starting to move now for me? Um... Yeah, for sure. Once you just start, you don't you, you stop seeing the defense and they're shooting the ball. You know, that's when you know you're feeling good. You know, no matter what shot you take, it feels like it's going in. It feels good. When did you develop the step back? Because that's one of the best step backs in the NBA, and it's not just a post step back or mid range step back. You use it from three uh, occasionally. W- when did you start developing that move, and why are you so comfortable with it? Um, I feel like it's a move I've been doing since my rookie season. You know, it's something that I worked on a lot. I was comfortable doing, and it's a, I feel like it's a great way to get separation. Our home back-to-backs, home back-to-backs, we never had home back-to-backs. They seem kind of funky to me. Are they, are they, I don't know if they're weird, or I know teams struggle sometimes on home back-to-backs. What is it about home back-to-backs? Um, I don't know. I'd rather a home back-to-back than a way back-to-back. I'll tell you that, though. You know, it's a lot better going home. You know, keeping in my bed at night. You know, coming back to play basketball every day. You know, so I got no complaints. <laughs> oh, by the way, we talked about this early on. When you're on the road, when's the last time you were on the road, you woke up in the middle of the night, you looked around and said... Where am I, and why is that? Why is that lamp over there? That shouldn't be there. Um, it hasn't happened lately, but I've definitely experienced that. You know, it's, you know, living out of suitcase for the season. You know, that's what I be sometimes. It's yeah. terrifying, isn't uh, it? Yeah. Uh, some, sometimes, sometimes, like there's there's times I forget my room number for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, walk downstairs. Okay, don't make fun of me. I don't know what room I'm in. You know? <laughs> Andrew, congratulations on the back-to-back wins and a great night tonight. Thank you so much, as always. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew Wiggins, 36 points. Warriors with a win tonight. They're 9-2 and when they score 120 or more, and they got right to 1-2-0 tonight. They beat the Houston Rockets. Warriors are now 13-11 and on the year. Rockets go to 6-17. and 25-52 from three. Wow. Well, that was the story. I mean, yeah. the Rockets worked really hard for their for their field goal attempts. I mean, most of them were in the paint. 72 paint points. They outscored the Warriors by 38 points in the paint. That usually doesn't end well. But when you have 75 points via the three and the other team has nine, nine, they outscored them by 66 points from the three-point line. That's why it was a weird game. 
Because the Rockets were really working and really grinding, and you get to the free throw line occasionally. It wasn't terrible for the Warriors, but, you know, 18 free throws made to the Warriors five. And that's not bad calls. That's not bad officiating. That's just one team's aggressive, one team's not. But the reason they weren't aggressive is because they were just wiping them out from beyond the arc. And that's what the Warriors have that a lot of, a lot of teams uh, don't have. Now, you can get into trouble with that sometimes, too, and that's why teams will come back. You're feeling good, hitting threes, the game's easy, you're not penetrating, you're not doing the hard things, you're not going to the hard places, and all of a sudden the threes stop dropping for a little bit, and an 18-point lead all of a sudden goes to eight, and then what happens? They come down, hit a couple threes, it's 14 again. That was the that was really the story of the game. Uh, 75 to 9. I know. No, it's inc- I've never seen a, a gap Only, uh, like uh, that. From Elias, okay. they looked it up. Only one nice. prior instance of plus 22 or higher. That was Utah back on April 3rd, 2021. They had 26 points. That that can't be right, right? It said Utah 26 points. They, that can't be. It's not a... Not a <laughs> 26 threes? Maybe? Oh, maybe it's 26 threes. Okay, yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay, that's what they were looking up, how many threes were made. Yeah. So the Warriors made 22 or more. Utah made 24 more than Orlando. Okay. 26, and Orlando made two. So only one time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've never seen that before. I must have missed that box score, Utah-Orlando Utah box score. But it just, it, when you're able to come down, and it just, I don't know what it feels like because I didn't play in that era, but when you're working hard and you're grinding and you're trying to stay in the game and you're taking it to the to the rim and you're you know taking bodies and, 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 and taking a little bit of punishment and just feel like you're really working hard, and then they just come down there and kind of pretty ball and just boop, boop, three, boop, boop, three. It's like, oh, man. It's like a video game. Yeah, it's like three possessions for us. <laughs> so it's tough. I mean, they got it down to four. At uh, at one point, and they came down, hit a three, seven, another three, ten, and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, it's just one team's working really, really hard to get their points, and the other team, they are working hard, but it looks easier. Again, it looks prettier. You're right. not you're not getting to the paint. You're not like I said, going to the hard spots, taking the the, the hard fouls. You just pass the ball around, maybe penetrate here, run a sweet play, and boop, three pointer. And it wasn't everybody. It was three guys tonight. It was Wiggins, Poole, Curry. That was 21 of your 25 three-pointers. That's three guys that had 18 more three-pointers in the entirety of the Rockets squad. That was that was the story of the game. Tonight was not about uh, rebounding, which the Rockets won that. It wasn't about free throws, which the Rockets won that. I mean, the Rockets did a lot of things better than the Warriors tonight the Warriors just have a bunch of shooters or three of them that were on tonight I mean they all shot uh close to 50 percent Wiggins was 80 percent pool five for eight and Steph was a, just a tad below eight for 17 from the three-point line but that that's who they are like that's a number you would look at and go golly 52 three-pointers that's a ton yeah look that's who, that's who this team is they lead the league in three-point shots attempted per game that's who they are that's what their identity is we are who they thought exactly they were. and oh by the way they took 52 threes tonight and clay didn't even play 
<laughs> play plays, they might have topped 63 pointers wow. tonight. And so, again, the Rockets' young team building, they do play hard. They are athletic. They just, uh, as far as talent and experience, they come up short on that uh, that end of the stick. Nice to see Moody get some run. His plus-minus wasn't that good because he was on the floor uh, during the Rockets' run back, but I thought he played pretty well. He had 11 points in 17 minutes and did some nice things out there. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, this before we let you go. Uh, the upcoming broadcast brought to you by Ticketmaster. Monday, 7 o'clock is the uh, tip, 6.30 the airtime. Warriors take on Indiana. And then Wednesday, that's a road game in Utah. You, have, you don't have any responsibilities there. Um, <laughs> I'll be here. But then a week from tonight, the Boston Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. That's a 5 right. o'clock pregame show, a 5.30 tip. That's the defending Eastern uh, Conference champions are in town. They're only Bay Area parents. So. Our, RC's already got it set to make sure he sends me a text for that one. <laughs> <laughs> remember. 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 Five o'clock. Maybe five o'clock. Maybe five we'll, o'clock. Maybe we'll just have uh, the Time Lord give you a call. You know, yeah. Robert Williams. He knows all about time. So. <laughs> <laughs> now that's going to be. I'm looking forward to the Pacer game. That one could you be what? first one to 120 I'm, wins because they they go they go and 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 I'm really curious. I love watching teams that that you look at on paper and say, oh, they're not going to be very good this year. And then all of a sudden they go, hey, wait a minute. No, we're, we're, we're okay. Yeah. You know, Utah is one of those. Portland is one of those this year. Uh, and, and certainly uh, Indiana has done a really nice job. And, and uh, you know, they, they just have uh, young guys that, that believe. And, yep. and that's, a, that's a confidence is a huge deal in this league. And so, well, Halliburton's playing really well. Oh, he's a good player. And then I haven't looked – because it's still not even uh, January 1st yet. I haven't looked at the entirety of the rookie class, but I can't imagine there's a lot of rookies out there playing better than Ben Matherin. No, Ben not scoring. Playing, yeah, oh, he's, he's playing really, really well for them. So, yeah, that one will be, that one's going to be high octane because they go, they get up and down, and we know the Warriors love to get up and down, so that's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward, looking forward to that one. And then, of course, the... Uh, the Celtics, they'll be. They're, I mean, that's it's always fun. Well, and you know, they're they're a team. You know, the the two teams are up to great starts. I think both have a little bit of a chip. You know, Milwaukee thought that you know, hey, uh, maybe we should be the team. They they took Boston to seven without Chris Middleton, yep. right? So they're thinking, hey, you know, we got Middleton now this year. We're gonna we're gonna be a team to to reckon with. Boston feels like, hey, we should have won the finals. They've got a chip on their shoulder. So they're the two teams, I think, right now that are really fired up about playing at this point of the season. I think the other teams are just, you know, a lot of really, really good teams are just trying to find their way. And we see that in the Western Conference. That's why, you know, the West is kind of beating up on itself, if you will. And and so, but that has actually worked out to the Warriors' uh, uh favor because they got off to such a poor start and now you know in the last 14 games they're starting to become the team that we think they are so well when i look at the east it's boston milwaukee they've separated from the rest and then cleveland to me is clearly the third best team right now and then after that it's a bunch of pretty good teams that are solid it's not the east of old where it's like brutal once you get past the four slot that's not what it is at all but it's like you got your two, your one, and then everybody else. As far as the West, it's like there is no separation. It's everybody's together. Right. Like everybody is together. Like Phoenix is there. 
Denver is there. Memphis is there. The Warriors are there. I want to say the Clippers could be there, but I don't even know who the Clippers are. They don't even know who they are quite yet. The Kings are there. Kings are there. Yep. There's a lot of teams that you look at and go, you know what? They're going to be a handful tonight. They're going to be a handful tonight. So the West, it's going to be – because I wouldn't be surprised if this year in the West – now, look, a lot of things can happen. Trades can happen. Injuries could happen. But the way it is right now in the West – it wouldn't surprise me at all if two lower seeds, five through eight, beat two higher seeds this year. Like, this could be that year because yeah. everyone's so close. And, again, trades and injuries uh, will determine a lot as we move on through through the season. But there's just a lot of solid teams. No, Nobody's really spectacular right now. But a lot of really good teams in the uh, in the West, and like Utah and Portland have come back down to earth a little bit. But I still think they're both solid teams, good teams, uh, can beat you on any given night type teams. And then the Clippers to me are really the wild card in all this because again, I I want to say, boy, if they if when they're healthy, but I don't know if they're ever going to be healthy. I don't know if they're ever going to play. Uh, all their guys. Uh, who knows when Kawhi comes back, how long he'll be on the court when he does. Uh, Paul George is usually fairly durable, but he's out right now. But uh, that was a big win by the Lakers, too, against the Bucks on the road. Yeah, it was. And Anthony Davis. Oh, my God. Woo. Wow. I guess he got tired of hearing, hey, well, yeah, Anthony, Anthony Davis okay. He's all right. He's That guy, when he's motivated, that guy's unbelievable. You remember, you remember opening night, he came in here and just, like, lit it up. Even in preseason, the one game that he came in here, he lit it up. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, they'll, they'll be interesting following throughout the season. Now, I don't think they're anything more than, like, a 7-8 playing uh, type uh, team right now anyway. But, again, trades. And the trade deadline in the NBA has quietly kind of become kind of fun the last three or oh, four years, goodness. right? I mean, it used to be like snooze fest, it's like a, nothing happens. Now, just, now you stare at like, Twitter for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> now it's like, oh, he went where? What yeah. happened? It's actually kind of fun to watch. So, I mean, that's the thing. And I enjoy seasons like this when you just can't say, okay, there's your top four teams. Well, Those guys are going. And I didn't even mention the Mavericks. They're playing. They're not playing great. No, they beat but, the Warriors. They're not playing great, but they're a pretty good team. They're a pretty good team. And, and what that also tells me, is that you talk about the trade that time, which is still a couple of months away. But if it's like that in the West, as you head to the trade deadline, oh, there's going to be moves. Oh. <laughs> we're going we're to load up. Here we go. And, and it's going to be, you know, the, you know, and uh, and all I can all I can see is if you had if if you were uh, doing it in cartoon style, you'd see Sam Presti and Danny Ainge over in the corner going more yeah. draft picks. I'm going to get more draft picks. So what? So in one in a draft in about five years, what's it going to be? New Orleans, yeah, Oklahoma City, Utah, yeah, and they'll be the only ones in the first round, right? And then Charlotte will have a pick. Yeah, or maybe you know, the Warriors might be down yeah. in the twenties. Let's go Utah, Charlotte. Oklahoma City, New Orleans, yeah. uh, maybe Denver. Have one. Let's go back to Utah, Char- Oklahoma well, City, there's gonna be New a, Orleans. There's going to be a scenario where either <laughs> Charlotte, or, no, Oklahoma City, or Utah is going. Okay, well, uh, Oklahoma City controls the next three picks in the draft. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> the problem is, you have too many young guys. You're like, what do we do with all these I know. guys? That's, that's, like, that's, what do we do? That's, and again, like the Rockets. You know, the Rockets tonight. Looking at them. You know they could use like uh, uh, 
a 2011 Jared Jack. They could use a 2010 yeah. Jer- uh, Dudley. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Dudley. They could use players like that who have been through the grinder and, and are good pros and have or an Andre Iguodala would mm-hmm. be great for the Houston Rockets to show those guys how to be a pro. Talk to them about being a pro. And and when you get that, you know, that helps those guys. There's a little bit of a you know, a, a steadying influence on that. And I'm, I think that's what, if I'm of the Rockets, and I'm not, but if I were them heading into next year, that's what I'd be looking for. They, they're going to have Tons of cap space. Mm-hmm. They can find a star probably with the cap space if they can get him to play. But if they can get a veteran to come in who's a good pro and a good player, that could help this team a lot. A lot. Question is, do you want to go there if you're a vet and maybe feel like I have better options to win a championship? I mean, that's that's the question. We'll see what they do with Eric Gordon, too, uh, before the, uh, the trade deadline. And going well, back to all the draft picks, yeah. I mean, it sounds great. Hasn't got the Celtics a championship yet. They're close, but it hasn't got them one yet. So well, you, it, you can have them, but it's what you do with them, not just having them. You mentioned uh, uh, would they want to go to Houston. Well, one GM told me one time, you know, I asked him, I said, how do you guys get guys to come? We just take a picture of cash sitting on a table. And that's <laughs> <they're not>. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you were going to say they took a picture of Ricky's Cabaret. <laughs> Hey, everyone goes to Rick's in Morocco. Great buffet. Casablanca. Great Casablanca. buffet. Casablanca. <laughs> everyone goes to Rick's Cafe. Oh, man. The Germans wore gray. You wore blue. Oh. I remember. All right, Tom. Well, that game really flew by. Yeah. I think you're good to go for maybe at least another quarter. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I agree with that four-day work week. <laughs> Tom's moving to France. <laughs> I, think every, I, think every, I think everyone would enjoy that. I really uh, do. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the four-day work week because that's, that's basically basically what it was. I actually feel like I should go sweep something. Like I should put in another half an hour, 45 minutes, and go sweep the studio or empty the trash or something like that just to say, you know what? You could go down and talk to the head coach. I put in a little extra. No, I can't talk to the head coach because if I talk to the head coach, I'm going to find out what's happening in the championship games, which I recorded. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I go straight. I don't even watch the TV when I leave here. I just go straight home. See, I, head, just, I just assumed today you were watching them live because well, you showed up. <laughs> I was, but two of them are happening as, we, as we're doing the game. I was just, uh, uh, well, two I shouldn't have been able to watch the second half, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is great. I get to watch the Mountain West and the SEC. Uh, it's I, incredible. I, the only thing I wish is that we, we had a camera on you when you got RC's text. Oh, that would have been great. That was just sheer terror. <laughs> Sheer terror is what it was. And what made the text even better is the probably 14-letter ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. I wasn't laughing. He was laughing. He thought it was funny. Like, I'll just remind him just in case. Ha-ha-ha-ha. And then when I got it, I was like, oh, my. It just, like, it was that feeling, that waking up in a room where you don't know where you're at feeling. Oh, I can't believe I did that. Because I was in the car and I was heading over here. And I was like, RC, why is RC texting me? What's going on over there? I was like, oh, oh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> it was funny. I walked in here about two, 10 minutes before our time. Hey, there's Tommy. He's right here. Huh. I do apologize. No worries. I feel bad. I mean, I just, it's on me. It won't happen again because RC's going to text me just to make sure it doesn't happen. I happen can't wait again. for the day when you're like, all right, enough text. No, no, yeah. no. See, I don't have that privilege anymore. Like, if RC texts me, next year, 
on a Saturday. Or see, I got it. No, that's I, I don't have that anymore. I don't have that privilege. I deserve every text I get uh, because of this. So you can text me four years from now, Tom, Saturday, 530. <laughs> you know what he's going to do one night? He's going to text me 530. It's actually going to be 7. I'm going to show oh. up. It's like three hours before game time. <laughs> That'll be my penance. Well, what the heck? What? What? Yeah, wait, we got three and a half hey, hours to kill. Wait, wait, wait till we uh, get in the playoffs. We have a matinee game. You're going to be getting wake up calls. <laughs> oh, I do love matinee games, though. Isn't it the best? Uh, Driving nice. in sunny and you leave sunny. Yep, absolutely. those are the best. Well, have a good night. All right, man. And have I'll a good talk Sunday. to you. All right, we'll see, see you on Monday. Monday, seven, seven o'clock, six thirty, pregame. Pacers. I'm here.